if a kata or form pattern is an imaginary routine, an imaginary fight, if it's telling a story and expressing the art, then you're the artist, right? So if you're the artist, you better paint a clear picture. And if your moves are too fast, this is where I'm really getting at on individualizing and now not individualizing. If your moves are too fast, they didn't even really get completed, you just have blurriness. Hello, this is James Cox at The Martial Arts Lifestyle. Today, let's talk about the one secret, the hack, if you would, to be great at martial arts. So is there one most important thing that will make you better at your martial arts, at practicing your techniques, developing and growing, and being able to apply what you really know? You know, the truth is it's going to take more than just one thing, but there is a shortcut. There's a secret, if you will, and I want to kind of share that with you today. Let's make sure that first, of course, this would start with, well, let's hope that you're at a good academy, a good martial arts school. Um, you have a good instructor. You're consistent with your classes because you're not going to be good at something that you do every once in a while. You know, being consistent, being persistent, of course, that is a secret and a key in itself and having an instructor that can empower you that you have a syncrety with and you can understand and gain some things with you know all of those things are important as well but come to class practice be consistent get the most out of it and understand but the word that I want to use that that came come up a lot in my teaching and in my individual training and you know decades of competing the word of the secret here is to drum roll individualize. So let's talk about what I mean by this, to individualize. You know, if you give one thing, you're everything at that one moment, you're going to get the most out of it, right? So the one thing you do, that, that, that thing is the most important thing that you do every time you do it, right? So just being consistent. There's a lot of debates on can you truly multitask or uh, you can just do one thing at a time. Well, you multitask, then maybe you have 70% on that one thing, but you still have 30% on something else, or is it even ever going to be 50-50? And do you want to do something half the way, right? So if you put the most in everything that you have while you do that thing, then of course, common sense says you're going to get the most out of that. Uh, you could think like a puzzle piece. We use this analogy off when we teach martial arts. We're doing martial art techniques and skills, a combination. If you're going to do a jab, cross, hook, if you're going to do you know, an outward block to a palm hill to a knee strike, if you're doing a jujitsu technique, whatever, to individualize it is to think about laying down a solid piece of a puzzle and you do that one move to its fullest and then you connect the next move if it's a combination move number two to its fullest and you just keep connecting one puzzle piece at a time to eventually have something that makes sense something that is complete maybe a beautiful beautiful picture if you will but the finished product but it happened because strong foundation and doing one thing at a time the word uh, individualized came to mind with me back when I was teaching and competing a lot. Let's start with like forms competition, kata, pattern, you know, at a very high level with some very good people to compete against. And of course, wanting to win and wanting to be the best. If you can understand what I'm saying, the way to do that was to make that very first move. And it could have been a horse stance or front stance. The best that it could possibly be, and nothing else mattered before you were grounded, rooted into an amazing stance. And then it's like, check. And now you add that reverse punch. How, how perfect can you make that reverse punch, the, the power, the chamber, the technique, the skill, and then check. And then if it's going to be that front kick. So it wasn't doing a kata or form that had 
30 moves in it and doing the 30 moves. It was doing one move at a time. You do that one move the best that it can be done, and that's all that matters in in your life. You're obsessed with doing that one move to its fullest. Take a breath, it's done, and then we do the next move. And then we do the next move, the same thinking, the same format. You know, my instructor would call it like a bass drum. Everything you have is in that one move that you stick. It's like, boom, and now you move on. And everything is like a bass drum in that next move, boom. And then, you know, you're just able to individualize, to separate, to solely complete that one separate move to its fullest with the obsession of making it amazing. And not only are you able to feel it yourself, you're able to hear it, you're able to see it, you're able to make other people understand what you're doing. If a kata or form pattern is an imaginary routine, an imaginary fight, if it's telling a story and expressing the art, then you're the artist, right? So if you're the artist, you better paint a clear picture. And if your moves are too fast, this is where I'm really getting out on individualizing and now not individualizing. If your moves are too fast, they didn't even really get completed. You just have blurriness. You have stuff that didn't make any sense. It probably wasn't even effective because you threw a punch before you were in a good stance. You didn't even quite finish the punch and you threw a kick. And maybe you seemed faster because you did 30 moves. But the 30 moves were not separated enough to make everything individual. And if you think about individualizing with everything you do, your self-defense, your life, if it's your morning routine, if it's the things you do at work, at home, at school, you know, if it's the way that you do things and how that they should be separated to their fullest, then it could even be with exercise. You know, if we do a sets of exercise, I know I could tell a class, hey, guys, give me 30 squats, 30 push-ups. And it's like those 30 squats... I would rather you think about doing one squat 30 times than thinking about doing 30 squats. That way you know you did that squat correct and now you start all over. You know, I think uh, it was said that Muhammad Ali was asked one time how many uh, sit-ups could he do. And he said, I don't know, I never counted. You know, right? So it was all that mattered was doing your best at those. And it wasn't to hurry and get to the number. Okay, I'm done. I did my 30 push-ups. Well, how were the push-ups? You know, did you do them to their best? Were they individualized? Were they separated and things like that? This can also get into a whole topic of, you know, the famous practice makes perfect. And, of course, we understand that. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, some self-defense, some martial arts, some practice is better than nothing because we do learn from repetition. We need to do things over and over to become good at them. You know, you could argue that you need to become bored with them. You need to master them when you can do them without thought. You can do it with, you know, in your sleep. You could do it backwards and forwards and inside out, right? You really know your moves and they're part of you. Uh, So practice makes perfect. Well, how are you practicing? So if you practice a technique weak, you're going to mark it. If you practice a form, a drill, or something in your life, a daily habit, and you do that not at its best, you're going to mark it where it's going to be done that way every time you do it. So what if you practice weak in the martial arts school and then you have to protect yourself in reality? Well, chances are you're going to react weak. You know, know, people will tell me, no, no, if it was real, I would really do it. You're like, would you? Eh, Maybe, maybe not. But how about we practice it strong? as strong as we can. I mean, when you hit a bag, a pad, a shield, are you hitting it 100%? If you don't, do you even know what 100% is? Do you know what your best is if you've never given your best, right? So your best will get better if you will consistently give it your best and give it your all. I tell my students, I'm like, you know what, guys? What's the worst that could happen by us giving it 100% and making our best? 
probably you're going to get tired. Well, that's okay. That's the worst that could happen. And then we just stretch that and we grow it. And next time you maybe don't get tired as quick or as easy or as as soon, right? Because you grow, you condition yourself and everything to be a little bit better. So instead of practice makes perfect, what's the one that we hear more of? It's perfect practice that makes perfect. So it's not what you do, it's how you do it, the way you do it, and to make sure all the details are in there. Again, a puzzle piece, man. It could have 100 pieces. It could have 10,000 pieces to a puzzle. If you miss some of those pieces, it just makes no sense. It's just incomplete. Something was done too fast, overlooked, neglected, or literally left out, you know, So to leave something out that is valuable, if it's part of a skill, if it's part of a technique, if you're to chamber your leg and lift the knee and then you're to rotate, but maybe you just chamber the knee and don't rotate, well, you messed out a very very important piece of that puzzle and now your technique, you know, is trash, right? So to master the basics is important, to individualize things and just put your whole heart and soul in that one thing that you do. You know, short uh, concept today, but if you can just put a little more understanding and um, individualizing and getting the most out of it, then I think this will help you. I know it helps me in our martial arts training when I do something. And there was a time I would do some silly things that might seem a little exaggerated, but I just set goals. I set goals that I wanted to do a thousand kicks a day. And the way I would do this is, you know, uh, maybe a side note here just helped me remember is that I would put. 10 pennies I don't know why they had to be pennies but I would put 10 pennies like out on the shelf or counter top or something like that and then throughout the day you know I was at the karate school all day anyway uh, I would do 100 kicks you know as best as I could hard strong 100% 100 kicks and I would take a penny away you know so now I had nine more right maybe another hour went by two hours whatever it may be and do another one so that was a way that I could keep up with doing I'm sure you have much better ways you could do that where I knew that I did um you know, 10 sets of 100. So at the end of the day, I completed a 1,000 kicks. I felt so good when I could literally sleep at night. I could tell myself that I did those individual to their best, to their fullest, and made good habits. What happened? My kicks became amazing. But it happened with work, with time, with effort. It definitely didn't happen without that or neglecting something. So don't neglect the basics. All the things they're doing are important. Make good habits for yourself. And that way you're a leader and an example for others to do the same thing. You know, Because we like to be able, as a martial arts instructor, um, not just talk the talk, but walk it. All right, be a true example. Guys, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I'm really excited about some uh, future episodes that we have because we're interviewing people from all over uh, via Zoom. And we have some top podcasts that we're interviewing and some, you know, martial artists and fighters and things alike, as well as some good education, entertainment and different aspects related to martial arts and related to life and living life through the martial arts values and, and disciplines there as well as check out our youtube channel if you haven't already that's james cox martial arts and we'll see you guys soon thank you mm-hmm.